Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners, to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Special guest tonight joining us. We've been promoting it for the last couple of days. Not you, Mark Cook. You're on here all the time. We're talking oh. about Backstreet Mark. Boys, Nick Carter, super fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How you doing, Nick? Thanks for joining us tonight. Doing fantastic. I mean, the Bucks in the Super Bowl. I mean, how? I, come on, right? Like, I'm living <laughs> my best life right now. Come on. <laughs> Exactly. You know, Nick, I was just thinking, I think you and I first talked for an article on PeterReport.com back in 2014. And it was interesting because, wow. you know, that, that was those interesting year because uh, it was a bad year for the Bucks, right? They were two and 14. I think you came down for the Bengals game, if memory that's, serves. Oh, wow. That's so, yep, I right. did. I brought a bunch of friends down. We uh, yeah. attended that game. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing is, so that was a bad year, right? Lovey Smith's first year, two and 14, didn't do very well. But that was the year Jason Light came to Tampa, and that was the year they drafted Mike Evans. So it was really the start of something really special that has now culminated with the Bucks beating the Packers in the NFC Championship game. We didn't know it back then, did we? But 2014 ended up being a not-so-bad year because of what's transpired. Jason Light building this team. Mike Evans, one of the building blocks to get this team to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've actually become really good friends with uh, Jason Light uh, for the past three years. Um, and you know, as a fan been very opinionated on the things that have kind of transpired in the past couple of years when it came to the, the coach and staff. And I used my, uh, uh, my social media to really be vocal about it. Yeah. I didn't think that I could actually really make any impact, but you know, you know, as, as a fan and you know, one of the things I noticed was Jason would listen. Yeah. He was actually listening. I, I was just a voice of many out there who were who were really just you know hungry for change, um, and you know it did actually start with Jason Light. And you know it people don't realize it takes time. It takes so much time, and uh, you know quarterbacks and draft picks yeah. and failed picks. I, I remember we were having. I think I called Mark and I. We were talking like we were saying that he was like 50-50. You know, at one point, this yeah. was like a, what, like a year ago, you yeah. know, we were like, we felt like he was like 50, 50 for his, his picks. And I actually liked those odds. I really yeah. was like, you know, I felt that, that he was trending in the right direction uh, for what he did. And again, it just really goes to show that it really starts with the ownership, yeah. you know, listening to the fans and then finding, you know, a team of people who also listen to the fans and they were doing it. And I think that's really what happened right now is that everyone um, got what they wished for uh, right. from from this organization. Well, and, and Nick, you know, I wanted to, to start off by saying happy birthday to you because <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, I wanted to get you an early happy birthday in. But you know what? Um, somebody kind of beat me to the punch. What's up, brother? Oh! Glad we got that win for you. Oh! You can turn that present in, or a better one, after next week. Uh, I'm through for you, brother. Nori, you are a huge Bucks fan, and I appreciate that. <laughs> you and your friend. Uh, go Bucks. Go Bucks, baby. Yes. Oh, my God. Go. Jason Light oh. sent, that to me to, he sent that to me today, knowing you were going to be on the Peter Report podcast night. 
he wanted to wish you a happy birthday. So there you uh, go. Right from that the is so, it's so like, honestly, like, you know, so we were, um, uh, when we had, we were doing the, uh, I, I'm in Vegas right now and I stayed mm -hmm. when we basically did the Las Vegas residency with the Backstreet Boys here. And um, when we were doing it, Jason, we were going through the, the, you know, the growing pains with the bucks and him yeah. and I were speaking like here and here and there. And, um, you know, he was like, he called me and he's like, my sister really wants to go to the, to the show, come to your show. Right. I'm like, done deal. Like, come on. So, uh, you know, I met his sister, I met his whole family. They came to the show. We, we talked backstage, we were all hanging out and everything. And I became really close with his family, Yeah. you know, and, and just, what incredible people they are, you know, and how much they actually care about, you know, the fans and about what they're, they're trying to accomplish. You know, yeah. I, I, that's the thing I love about Jason Light. You know, he, a lot of people know him. Some people know him as the rock star. Like they know him as the ACDC guy. Like, yeah. they, they, and, so, and he's pretty raunchy. He's pretty vulgar when he texts me. He's like, yeah. he sends me like the little, you know, I don't yeah. know if he texts you guys, but it, you know, yeah. He's like, we effing did it. You know, like yeah. he doesn't hold back anything, I'll tell you. And that's what I love about him is that, yeah. you know, he's he's just honest about, you yeah. know, who he is as a, as a person and his whole family kind of, you know, he's is the example funny. of that. There was a time, Nick, where you texted me a message to send to Jason, like like early on, like 2014, 2015. And I did. And, and I said, hey, I get this from Nick Carter. He's a big Bucks fan, Peter Report uh, reader. And, and Jason got it. He's like, oh, my God, my wife's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. Like, you know, this, yeah. it, that's the thing. Like, when it comes to, like, people, you know, who are you fans of? What kind of music do you listen to? You never you never really yeah. know. And and uh, that's the beauty of it. And and I was actually pleasantly surprised to be to, – to discover that Jason Light and his whole family were actually fans of me. So – and the exactly. boys. Exactly. Well, so. well, the cool thing, Nick, is I don't know if you know this, but – Celsius is our sponsor of the Peter Report podcast, and we found out tonight in the, the pre-show that you're a huge Celsius drinker. That's I, cool. I am. I actually get uh, Celsius all the time. I, I, I drank my whole uh, little mini fridge up. You know, I like <laughs> that thing was full. <laughs> I was like, before we got on, like, where the hell is my Celsius? I got to yeah. get my contact. Oh, there's my Celsius. Okay, yeah, these Here's things go pretty quickly. So it's uh, so good. It's so yeah. good. Well, here's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna kick this off with Celsius, and we're gonna talk more Bucks football with Nick Carter in just a few minutes. I know here's the cool thing right this is the moment you've all been waiting for Celsius 30% off that's right when you subscribe and save on amazon.com right now you can get Celsius 30% off and we're talking about most of the Celsius catalog so you're hearing it first here click on the Celsius banners on pewterreport.com save 30% off with your subscribe and save order. What that means is they're going to ship you your reorders, your replenishment, your restocking of Celsius, and you have to worry about reordering. So you, you go to, to the Amazon 
uh, link from the pewterreport.com banners, you're going to find that you can save 30% off. So uh, do that now. This is a sale and a promo that's going on through February 8th, which ironically is the day after the Super Bowl. So it's a super promotion. And also stay tuned to the end of this podcast for your chance to win a three-month supply of Celsius. So we're excited to uh, to promo that. So stay tuned for more on that later. You know, Nick, I, I wanted to kind of start with this. Um, let's just get your your reaction. We saw on social media you're obviously completely, you know, geeked about the Bucks playing in the Super Bowl in your hometown. Will you be at the game? Will you be watching it at home? And and what was your reaction when when they beat the Packers last Sunday? Well, it's so funny because I started to get this. I was talking to Mark about it before we actually got into the playoffs. And I started having this feeling that I'm like, you know what? Something changed. Something happened after the last three games uh, of the season. And I started to see it. I'm like, they're, like I feel as if that the team, that, that the confidence, just something changed in it that it was going to actually – kind of go into the playoffs and that and what that was was the confidence i really felt like the confidence was there and i and this this just drive and just something happened you know what i noticed it was when the scores of the last out of the the last quarter of the uh, most of them were above 30 points if i'm correct and and i was just like you know there was no letting off the pedal Right. You know, there was just like, you know what? And and that's what I liked about Bruce Arians. I felt like he was trying to send a message. It's like, okay, listen, we're going to go into the playoffs. It was like, it was like some Cobra Kai, no mercy kind of thing going right. on there. You know what I mean? Like it really was. And I said that, to, I said that to Jason. I said, You're speaking I said, my language, Nick, I love I it. I said, I said, no mercy. Why? Because yeah. for, for the past 15 years, the Buccaneers have been complacent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just been, okay, we're here. This is what's going on. Like, you know, we're okay with it. You know, we might have seven wins this season. We might have nine wins another season, but we're okay with it. You know, there, but there wasn't this like spirit of this drive. That's just like this, just, you know, put the pedal to the metal and, yeah. and do something about it. And I felt that that was going to carry into the playoffs and it did. And I was just like, okay, when we played the saints, I said to myself, we're going to beat the saints. I said, we are going to beat the Saints. You were more confident than I was. It reminded, no. me, it, it reminded me of, of the 2002 Philadelphia Eagles, where, where if they could get over the hump, if they could win in Philly and finally beat the Eagles, it's going to be kind of downhill. And, and that's yeah. what I said. I said, if they can get by the Saints, I'm picking them to beat the Packers in Lambeau. Yeah. Because I think that the mountain's already been climbed. And, and I, I, Correct. I'm I'm going to give you an early prediction. I'm picking them to beat the, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I am picking them to beat the Chiefs as well. And, and I think that – uh, unfortunately, like, look, Kevin and my band, we're going to actually have like a little, um, like whatever, uh, I heard about uh, that. He's a, he's a wager. Chiefs fan, right? Yeah, Kevin, not a wager. He's a chiefs fan. And right. so chiefs, uh, against, you know, Kevin against me, chiefs Buccaneers, Right. we got off the phone about like a couple hours ago, we're going to do a little something special and we're going to, I don't know where it's going to be on, you know, Instagram or whatever, uh, right. but we're going to, we're going to talk X's and O's and we're going to basically you know, say why he thinks that he feels the Chiefs are going to win and why I think the Bucs are going to win. And we're going to go head to head and we're going to do right. that probably in about a week or so. That's cool. That's going to cool. be fun. Now, did he grow up in Kansas City or, or the, the Midwest region? Where Where is he from? So his wife is actually a really uh, big Chiefs fan. Okay. And, and, you know, he's from Kentucky, so they don't have um, uh, anybody else other than, you know, uh, K- the Kentucky football team, UK there. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, basically, uh, he became a chiefs fan, uh, because of her and they've stayed that way forever. But, um, obviously I've been a loyal bucks fan since a long Nick, time. <laughs> talk, Nick, let's, let's talk about that because, yeah. you know, people, people don't, well, a lot of people may be listening, don't know your history with the Buccaneers. Why mm-hmm. are you a Buccaneer fan? How did that come about? Just talk about, you know, growing up in, in this area. I don't know if everybody knows that. Just talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I um, moved down from upstate New York uh, with my family uh, to Tampa when I was around six years old and, you know, uh, kind of started to learn how to sing and dance and all those things in the Tampa Bay area. And um, as as I kind of evolved uh, slowly but surely around the age of like nine or, or, or ten, you know, I uh, joined a dance school there called Carl and DeMarco. And right. Sandy Carl was the uh, cheer, uh, cheerleading uh, choreographer, coach yeah. of the, uh, the 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 swashbucklers at the time, right. and they were performing um, in the Houlihan Stadium, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the halftime. And so, as a little child, um, I would go out there and perform at the halftimes yeah. with wow. uh, Sandy Carl. Uh, and we called him Nick and the angels. It was like a little special thing that we did. And so I would dance, I would sing and dance. And then I'd have like all the, uh, swashbucklers around me. <laughs> and that's how I basically, um, really became just kind of introduced to right. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Houlihan stadium, the, the creamsicle days, all those things that I was looking yeah. up. I was so small and I was, I would look and see these ginormous like players are coming out of the field and, and this big stadium, and and that was kind of my my first sort of introduction into entertainment. And you know, um, as time went on, you know, <laughs> I was a, a very big fan of the um, the evolution that happened with Tony Dungy. Um, right. And when that entire thing really kind of came to, and and the transition, and you know, the Glazers and everything that kind of happened, I was just like, you know, what this is, this is my team, you know, and. Mm-hmm. If you look like in the uh, Backstreet uh, Back music video, there you go. You got it right there. <laughs> I have a Hardy Nickerson, Hardy Nickerson jersey right there. Right. Okay. I, now, wore, now, I wanted to ask you about that because I I, re- I remember watching uh, this video debut, and you know, and and obviously you guys, uh, most of you guys were were from from the you know Orlando Tampa uh, area. I know that that Kevin and um, uh, you know it was was from Kentucky. Uh, but, but the thing is, is, yeah, Brian, Brian from Kentucky. But the thing is, is, is when I saw this video on MTV, this was 1997, I believe. Yes, it was right. 1997. And yep. you know, th- that was the year that the Bucks changed their, their uniforms, yep. color scheme yep. and Tony Dungy's second year. And you come out rocking that, that, um, Hardy Nickerson Jersey. I was blown away. I was like, wow. Like the Bucks are finally going mainstream, you know? <laughs> So yeah, just just tell me about that because that was that was a really cool moment because the Buccaneers were not a national team; they were an afterthought. But here you are bringing the Bucks mainstream. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I guess you could call that mainstream. I mean, MTV, you know, wearing a, a, the the jersey in the music video, and I was very adamant. By the way, that's back when they played music videos too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I um, basically. Um, you know, I, I just went with my heart and I'm, I'm a very dedicated person, you know, to, uh, to uh, when I love something, I love it unconditionally. And, you know, that's the way I felt about the bucks. And, 
you know, there was something about a team that was an underdog at the time that I just really loved. I mean, this was a team that was essentially, you know, made fun of uh, throughout the years, you know, when it came to the cream sickles, the Suckaneers, you know, you name it, they said it, you know, and for me, I'm all about, you know, let, let's build something up. Let's be a part of a story yeah. that is a success story. And, you know, obviously when it came to Tony Dungy, you know, who, who, who really changed the culture in yeah. Tampa and, and, and grew something and, and, uh, the, and, and told a story that was like so important at that time mm-hmm. and, and built this team I mean, we, you guys were there. We knew it. We, we yeah. experienced it. It was, it was magical. It was absolutely yeah. magical. And I, I will never forget, um, you know, watching the, uh, the catch, you know, that, that we did not get into the, the play, play, the bird, the bird Emanuel catch. I was there. I was, uh, you know, adamantly like tuned into the television, watching right. it, you know, just sitting there and, and and then they changed the rule later on. You know, we yeah. should have gone to the Super Bowl. We yeah. should have gone to the next game. You know, should we should have been there. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, things you know happen for a reason. And um, but again, it's just for me. You know, it's about Tampa itself. You know, the yeah. story of Tampa, the people of Tampa. You know, I even though I'm you know on the other side of the world or in another state, I still my heart is there in Tampa. That is the place that that that. I grew into the entertainer that I am today right. and I ha- my heart is with that, you know, that city and I love them. Yeah. Well, and just for our readers and listeners out there too, I mean, this is not lip service. There have been times where we're, where Nick <laughs> is literally ready to go on stage <laughs> and he, he will call. Yeah. He, he FaceTimed us in the press box yeah. uh, a couple of years yeah, ago. He, he I think it was during an time. encore. It was a night I, game. I think you were yes, an encore. It was a night <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so bad for Mark because I caught him <laughs> and I felt bad. Like I'm an entertainer and a performer and you know, whatever, call me what you want to call a celebrity, whatever. And I call, I call, I call Mark and I'm like, I'm like, Hey man, what's going on? I'm calling. He's like, and he's like, and he picks it up. He's like whispering. He's like, man, I can't, I say, yeah, I can't talk to you right now. I gotta be yeah, we're in the press box. Like, I'm in the press box. Yeah. I can't tell you. I'm like, and I'm screaming. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah, I was right. like so like crazy about it, but you know, that's, yep. that's the passion I have. Well, no, and that proves that proves that that exactly what you're talking about. Whether you're halfway yeah. around the world, um, you know, you're following this football team the best you can. I'm sure it drives you crazy when you have concerts scheduled on Sunday, you know, nights or Monday nights or something like that when the Buccaneers are playing. It's um, the worst. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't have any you're shows probably, right now. But I'm saying, well, you know, like, right, uh, right, yeah, right. when I was on set, it would totally interfere. Yeah. I would literally be like uh, in the dressing room uh, on our last uh, uh, DNA tour. Uh, just or same with the any tour that I've been on, and I'd just be like, I, thank God I had the telephone, and I was able to you know log into Directv and and do Sunday Ticket, so it would work sometimes. And, and it's not even that. I mean, I, I was texting you from the combine last year, you know, about some of the players, and you called me, and we like talked for for fifteen minutes about some of the prospects and stuff. So you're dialed into this team year round, which is, which is really cool. You know? And, yeah. I got, I got really deep into the, the combine and I was, I was very passionate the past couple of years. Like I'm going to tell you something right now. This was something that was, um, I can't remember when Adama Sue actually got drafted, but I was, I, but I was dying to draft, like to get him. 
Yeah. Like, I, obviously, I, I'm a huge fan of Gerald McCoy, but right. I like at that time, like, I was just like, okay, well, I was watching. I was like, I, God, I would love to have a Dominican Sue. Yeah. And the same thing happened with Leonard Fournette. I'm like, yeah. God, oh yeah. my God, I wish I had Leonard Fournette. And I, and I was like, I was actually hoping I had, we had Jalen Ramsey. I was like, God, it'd be nice to get Jalen Ramsey, you know, like, and you think all these players, like, oh, you, they deserve to be on this team. Like, we, right. we need that as fans, you know? And then all of a sudden, they are there, like some of these players. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. This is this has got to be fate. This has got to be something just meant to be, you know. Yeah, I know. And I mean, that, that's 2010. You're talking about Adama Kasu. That's you know that that just shows how how you're doubted. And so you were wearing the Hardy Nickerson jersey for the Backstreet uh, Backstreet's back video. Who were some of your favorite players, or pl- who's your favorite player from from back in that that Dungy era? Um. You know, I I have so many memories on, on a lot of those players. Um, I actually was a, uh, a uh, haven't spoken to him in a while, but Trent Dilfer. Um, I was a yeah. really big Trent Dilfer fan, and I the little story with that is, uh, you know, I was when he was with the Bucks and he was constantly playing. I I felt like he was a good quarterback. I felt like he was actually a really good quarterback, and he just didn't some things just didn't click on the team. It happens all the time with our quarterbacks in Tampa. We know that story. Uh, And I was, and, and in 2000, was it uh, 2001 when we were in the Super Bowl? Was it, or 2002? I can't remember. Yeah. 2002 season. Yeah. 2002. I always mistake because, you know, basically it always rolls over to the next year. Right. So um, he's in, no, actually it was the Super Bowl before. So it was 2001 he was in the Super Bowl and he played yeah. with the Baltimore Ravens. Right. And so we, as the Backstreet Boys, sang the national anthem in the right. Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. we we actually were given a choice at that time. It's between us and NSYNC to to either they said, okay, listen, Backstreet Boys, would you like to perform the national anthem or would mm-hmm. you like to perform the halftime? And we said, okay, well, from because we had grown up like loving Whitney Houston and like yeah. the, all the prestige of the national anthem. We said, okay, we'll, we'll choose the, the national anthem. And so we sang the national anthem in sync and Brittany, and they all performed at the halftime. Right, right. And then um, I go up into the box, and I watched uh, one of my best friends at the time, Trent Dilfer, mm-hmm. go and win a Super Bowl in yeah. Tampa Stadium on my, 20, on my 21st yeah. birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. It was on my 21st birthday. I had just turned 21 at that time. And so it was, it was an amazing experience. But I always thought, God, like at that time, I'm like, you know what? I really wish that it would have been the Buccaneers, you know, yeah. playing in their home stadium, right. you know, with with the quarterback. And I, that had always yeah. stuck in my mind. I said, you know, that's that one thing that I think that has never happened before, which a you know team has ever hosted their own Super Bowl and played in it. Yeah, and it's happened this year, you know, two thousand twenty one. And yeah. so essentially I feel like, you know, kind of like, you know, it's like this weird, you know, thing that's cosmic thing that's just kind of come to fruition, you know? Right. And, and Nick, I, I, I got to give you credit too for people who, you know, wonder if, you know, I say people, there's, there's probably a handful of people who say, oh, he's just jumping on the bandwagon. No, you're a real guy because you will call. And I will, I want to give you credit. D- Scott, Nick was the first, you know, fan that I talked to who he called me, goes, Tom Brady, book it. He's coming to Tampa. I'm like, mm, yeah, you were early on. That yeah, game. Nick, I, I, yeah, don't, I don't know about that. I was like, I'm not sure, man. I think he's going to go to Las Vegas or, you know, maybe out in California. Did, yeah. 
I Mark know. and I will we will have some arguments. Him and yeah. I will will basically debate with each other yeah. and we'll just say, No, 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 no. He's like and I'm like, No, like I'm I'm an optimist, you know, like that's you are. I am, you, know? you are. And I try and, and, and I try and tone you back a little bit for expectations standpoint, because I don't want you to be disappointed. But I mean, you've been right on the money about a lot of things. When you talked yeah. about the Buccaneers going on that late run this year, you told me you go, dude, they're getting hot at the right time. They're getting hot yep. at the right time. And I was they like, They really are. I was like they're seven and five, Nick. You said, no, you watch. They're they're fixing to go on a run right here, and they're going to get hot at the right time. I was like, okay, Nick. Absolutely. Well, yep. again, Absolutely. we should probably bring you aboard Pewter Report since you guys are <laughs> touring right now. Well, no, no, no doubt about it. I'll say this. You know, like I, I'm that guy that I'm going to be that, like, cheerleader. I'm just like, hey, it's going to happen. Look, at the same time, I will be critical. You know, yeah, and, no, and I have, yeah. I have been critical with this team <laughs> yeah. over the years yeah. to a, to a fault where I got to like hold my tongue on Twitter. I just got to be like, just stop. Like, you know, like, <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, it's like, listen, that's the passion that you need as a fan. And you know what? Maybe one voice, you know, make, will make a difference and someone will hear it. And, and I feel like we, we as Tampa fans have all come together and it's yeah. mattered and it's made a difference. So, so Nick, you know, you, you've obviously, sung before probably a million or so people, right? I mean, you, you've been on stages where you're singing before tens of thousands of people at a time. But do you get like a little fanboy kind of thing going on when, when you're asked to go on, say, like NFL Network's Good Morning Football, right? Because it, it seems like there's a real genuine enthusiasm about that where you're not, you know, Nick Carter celebrity. You're a Nick Carter fan, and you're on yeah. because you're I- celebrity status, but you don't act like it. Here's the thing. I, I like at the end of the day, most people who know who I am, I'm, Mark knows it. I'm just a normal dude. Yeah, I might be able to like perform and sing and dance, but at the end of the day, I'm just you know I'm just normal. I'm just like I'm a dad right now, and I'm just gonna act like any other guy. You see the commercials. You see it. if they bring me on a show and they want to talk football, I'm gonna talk football, and I'm just gonna you know wear my you know my emotions on my sleeves, and I'm just gonna be just who I am. And that's, that's what is great about being a fan about football. Cause you don't necessarily have to care about, look, we have a lot of fans. Like, thank God the Backstreet Boys have uh, incredible fans all across the world, all around the world. who are very loyal to us. And we see how passionate they are about us. And we love that. We love you so much. All my love said to you. I know it's been a while since we've been on stage, you know, but they, I see it all the time. Like sometimes when I'll say something or I'll post a video or, you know, do some stupid thing, you know, with the bucks or whatever. They're like, oh, well, at least we know that he knows how we feel uh, when it comes to being uh, a fanatic of something. So, right, you know, right. that's the thing about it. Like, that's what's great about sports. That's what's like, think about it like this. We as, um, you know, as as fans, especially, you know, in, in the world of the quarantine and, and COVID and everything that we are going through right now, this is this is one of the brightest spots that we have. You know, when it comes to entertainment and football, you know, and that's and that's uh, I'm, I'm very uh, grateful for that and appreciative. Nick, you were well, talking about fans all over the world. I'm looking at some of the people in our chat right now. We've got Brazil. We've got Argentina. We've got other places in South America. And of course, they're all saying, you know, we love you, Nick, and uh, miss you and those kind of things. So anyway, it's just it's just really wild to see how many people you're right. Marissa Ramon says, send Argentina Please, Nick. I don't know what that means, but anyway, I, I like to read the <laughs> translations of things. No, it's a little off she, a little I, bit. Well, all, all she's saying is just send some love to Argentina. Love oh. you, Argentina. We got a lot of fans down, like you know, South America. You name it, all all around the world. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you have, yeah, we well, got a good know, crowd in here right now. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, we, we've kind of talked about 
about predictions, Nick, about the Super Bowl. We kind of jumped the gun a little bit and said, yeah, we think the Bucks are going to win. But you know what? If, if you want to go, and not just you, but anybody out there, any of our, of our Peter Report readers and listeners, want to go put a wager on the game, Mark, where would they do it? Uh, they would go to my cookie. Bookie, no. no, my bookie. Sorry, my bookie. don't my go to my cookie. Not a good idea. Go to mybookie.ag. <laughs> exactly, it's that time of year when the divisions are decided, the champions are crowned, the legends are born. It's the NFL playoffs, and we're getting ready for the big game here in Tampa. You've waited and watched all year long as your team has risen to the top, or maybe fell to the bottom if you're not a Buccaneer fan. But now it's your turn to win big. You've heard the name everywhere. My bookie, they're the industry leader when it comes to online sports books and, and casinos. And it's not hard to understand why. They're with thousands of lines to bet on for all your favorite sports, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, college basketball. Check, 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 check. How about MMA and soccer? They've got it all. The latest odds, period. Take advantage of my bookie's prop builder and live in-game betting where every single run, throw, and touchdown is another chance for you to put cash in your pocket. Visit their mobile-friendly website today and you can get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand dollars just use the Whoa. promo code pewter when you go to my bookie and make your first deposit the best part about it is they make it simple with a variety of ways to deposit instantly including credit card bank transfers bitcoin and more so whether you're at home or on the go on your laptop or on your phone it's not too late to make your new year's resolution a resolution to get paid and the only place to do it is at my bookie bet win and get paid at my bookie using promo code pewter not my cookie i don't pay out very well you know you just be down for your not good it's it's very cool you're, you're you're getting a lot of of uh birthday wishes here nick and certainly uh from from around the world as mark was saying uh, mexico canada indonesia the, the cool thing though is with you being a buccaneer UK in the house yeah with, with you being a buccaneer fan you're really kind of an ambassador for the team and you're really bringing that team globally. Like you're, you're getting exposure for the Buccaneers because we, we, we see you all the time on social media tonight. You're repping the Tom Brady pewter Jersey. I love it. You know? Um, but, but it, it's, it's, it's really cool for you to not just be a Buccaneer fan, but also to be able to promote that brand on a national and a global basis. Yeah. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, um, that's the thing about, um, my fan base with the, the Backstreet Boys is that we we are global um, outside of the U.S. I know that there has been games that were in uh, the U.K. and then Mexico. There was a lot of – the NFL was really expanding. And, um, you know, obviously things kind of have changed a little bit, but I'm sure that those things will go on. And, you know, those fans um, are learning to love the sport of football the same way that I do and learning it, you know – seeing how passionate I am about it. And I see it all the time. Like there's, there's fans who are just like, well, we don't really know what football is about. Like we're normally used to soccer, like football is soccer. No, no American football. <laughs> I'm trying to explain it to them. But yeah, at the same time, they, they are learning and loving it through me. And uh, you know, even if I could t uh, just share, share my love to anybody out there, um, you know, uh, one, one person at a time, you know, that's, that's important. And that, that's what matters. Nick, you guys just celebrated 25 years. Is that right? Was that the anniversary that you just celebrated? No, actually, we're, well, yeah, we were actually on 28. So we're almost close wow. to like 30 yeah, right now. Close to 30. 30 years. Yeah. 
So, how in, how in the world? Now let's let's compare this to football, right? You got to have a good locker room. You got to have a good mm-hmm. chemistry. How in the world have you guys had a chemistry among the band for twenty eight years? And you know, I've watched the documentaries and different things, and you guys get on each other's nerves from time to time. But at the end of the day, you guys really are a brotherhood. Is that you know that's that's how football teams succeed? That's how teams go to Super Bowls? Is that how bands yeah, stay together for thirty years? Diversity. That's the word that I like to say. Uh, you know, that's what. Um, you know, America is about, that's what people are about. We want to be diverse. We want to be able to, uh, just, just listen to one another and be a a team. You know, that's the beauty of, of football. It's a team, not one person, you know, uh, is the same uh, than another, you know, but at the same time, when you come together for one cause, you know, that's the importance of, of team, you know, and that's what that means. And that's who we are. Um, And uh, we, uh, through thick and thin, have uh, listened to each other, been there for each other, and have been able to uh, be a brotherhood, like you say. And it's very similar to being in a team, uh, like on a football team. You guys have been doing this for for close to 30 years, like you said. And and every team needs to have a quarterback, right? Um, And and with each of you guys, (laughs) you know, kind kind of being – I, th- I think the best thing about the Backstreet Boys is you guys. There's no, there's no background guy. There's no backup guy. It's 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 five guys as one. But at the same time, you guys have gone through, you know, the ups and downs of of stardom together. It, has there has there always been a consistent quarterback amongst the group, or has that role changed through Nick the year? Carter. Nick's the quarterback. They do. <laughs> they I mean, Listen. look, he's got the good boy Tom Brady looks. He's wearing the number 12 jersey. It's clear yeah. that Nick Carter is the quarterback of this team. I, I love you, Mark. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I, I will pass it on to say this, that, you know, we uh, we have all taken a leadership role at the times that is need, has been needed. Right. Um, and that way, you know, you know, like there's the there's the backup quarterbacks. You know, yeah. there's the. You know, listen, that that's what team is about. It, they say it in sports all the time, next man up. Because right. if that guy goes out, who's going to who's gonna back up that team? It's about right. team. Yeah. And so, yeah, listen, there are times, like Mark says, where, you know, we, we, we all step into that role and mm-hmm. we lead for, for a moment. But at the same time, we can back up and be like, okay, well, you know what? I don't know everything. Right. I'm not, I'm, I am not the person who is the all knowing and maybe let, let me listen. That's the beauty about we, we live in sort of like a democracy uh, and that's how we, how we operate. Uh, Nick, that's not how Scott operates our organization. He's the boss. And he, <laughs> he, he's constantly yelling at me. I can't do anything right. So I, can I join the band? Bit. Do you need a six yeah. member? You know, yeah. I can, I'll lose. Well, we were weight. talking about, we were talking about the hair before we actually got on. Not, yeah. Like I told you, yeah. being from Tampa, See, we're going to do be doing a spot. Where's the, the sun in? Where's the sun yeah. in? Dang it. I forgot the sun. Where's in. That's the what sun I in? I'm going to, I'm going to put some uh, highlights. Where, in are we going to bring sun in back? That's yes. what I want to know. <laughs> I don't even know if they still sell sun in. Right. Uh, <laughs> that is, that is a Ruskin. That is a Ruskin memory right there yeah. now. Hanging out the beach with the sun in. The sun is back. That's fantastic. It's either that or you just take some conditioner, put it in a little cup, and mm. then maybe like a little lemon, you know, like you know, lemon yeah. juice. Yeah. Right, so, 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 Nick, uh, we saw you rocking the the uh, Hardy Nickerson uh, jersey. We talked about that uh, back in the the Backstreets Back video back in 1997. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and, the, and the cool thing is, is like you've, you've come, you've been a Bucks fan through the creamsicle days. Here you are repping your Bucks gear, uh, present day. 
you know, we have you on the show tonight. You're wearing the Tom Brady pewter jersey. So when you've, you've seen this thing come full circle now, how excited were you when you heard last spring that the Bucks were going back to their throwback red and pewter jerseys that they're wearing right now? I, I was just over the moon, I'll tell you. Like, because I really think, you know, I feel that it, it's character with the way that you feel, with the things that you are wearing, you know, those things translate. Like, they actually, like, Look how does... play good. Exactly. They, they say the same thing, like, in golf. You know, I've been playing golf lately. You know, like, you look good, you play good. You know, like, at least, or maybe you, at least you look good if you don't play good, right? You know, yep. but at the same at the same time, my point is that, that I was so excited that they went back to those jerseys. I see the one behind you right there. I wasn't mad right. at those. I wasn't mad at them, okay? I right. really thought that it was, you know, but... Yeah. But, it's, it's not a but, bad look. And, and but, the, reason, the reason why I got it framed is because I, I this is my 25th year covering the Bucks, And the team actually gave me that for my 20th year, which was cool. So that, Yeah. No, I wasn't mad at them at all. You know, I um, right. but there was something about the spirit and just just, just being like this being strong, like the, the, the strongness that came from yeah. those yeah. original uniforms, you know, like Brooks, that power, the power, the power, the right. power, yeah. the power that came from those uniforms, just just the simplicity, but also the power at the same time. And, you know, that pewter pewter report that pewter right. actually, you know, when you really accentuate it, it becomes, you know, something that that you can use. Nick, we were really nervous when we knew that they were going to change the uniforms, but we didn't know what they were going to do. We didn't know if they were going to switch colors. Scott yeah. and I were thinking, what the hell are we going to call ourselves if it's not pewter? <laughs> if they take pewter out, what are we going to be? The creamsicle report, the purple report? I mean, we were like genuinely sweating that out. Thank goodness they went back with the pewter because uh, we didn't have to change the name for our company. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, I was. I, I, I mean, listen, like we all know that what built the Buccaneers and what became the Buccaneers was Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber, Hardy Nickerson, uh, Warwick Dunn, Warren Sapp, Mike Allstott. You know, that was the beginning, you know, of, of the legacy. And if right. you can at least capture a little bit of that and honor that legacy in the new, with the new generation, Right. You will be able to unite the fan base. And that, that's what they did. Yeah. Well, and, and also too, tell us about you. Now we see you rocking the pewter jersey, but when you saw them debut the all pewter look, the pewter pants and the pewter yeah. jersey. I wanted it more. That? I wanted it more. <laughs> yeah. I really did. I think it's the best one. Yeah. I, I really I really do. I think the all pewter is the best look that they have. You know, I God, I can't remember. So obviously, they were on the away uniforms uh, when they played um, uh, the uh, the Washington football team. Yeah, and they came out, and I saw them when they entered the field. I'm like, I said, oh no! I said, oh my God! I said, they they look mean. They they're ready to play, and they came out with that authority, that like dominance of that like that look, the way that they looked. I'm like. Uh, I, that's that's exactly what I know. I said when they if if they were to beat the Washington football team, yeah, it would. That's when I knew it. Right. That's when I knew it. because they were already rooting against us. Everybody, you you look at all the spreads. They yeah. no, you know nobody really thought that we were going to win. All right. 
And, and so I knew it when they came out and they all stormed on that field and they, they had those uniforms on. I'm like, Oh man, I'm, I'm getting some like, like chills of like Derek Brooks. I'm, I'm getting like that old feel right there. I'm like, no, you're not going to beat us. Okay. Not going to happen. We're going to take that all the way to the damn Super Bowl, And that's what happened. So that's the way I felt. Gotcha. Hey, Nick, hey, Nick, 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 Nick real, real quick, um, Jason Light was, was kind enough to wish you some happy birthday uh, wishes. We, we played that video for you. Uh, I'll send you that uh, after the show here. Um, as as fate would have it, um, Jason Light's niece is on. She's watching tonight. And her mom, Patty Abbott, is Jason's sister. And her, yeah. birthday, her birthday is today. Yeah. You know what? I Are you kidding I, I, me? I, I, well, yeah. And I wanted to say if, if you could maybe give – Give Patty a shout out and a happy birthday. It's today, so right she's now. an Aqu- is she an Aquarius? Is she? Can you hear like she typing you or something right now? I'm I'm not sure. I just got that message. Uh, she's got to be an Aquarius. Yeah. To my Aquarius uh, friend, uh, happy birthday <laughs> to us. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So Nick, yeah, no, happy birthday. My brother's birthday was yesterday. Give him a shout out. Why don't we just do a whole list of <laughs> hey! shout? No, seriously, it was his uh, birthday yesterday. He was he's uh, he's forty one too. Age of Aquarius, age of Aquarius. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday! Yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh, you know, so we talked about some of your, your favorite players from yesteryear. Now the Buccaneers have gone full circle. They're back in in the original pit, the red and pewter. Uniforms, which which we heard today, they're going to be wearing the white jerseys for the Super Bowl with the pewter pants. So they're mixing it up. They're not going to go like they did in two thousand two with the red. I like I like that. Yeah. I like that. I had no idea, but I really actually like that. Right. So so there's some breaking news right there. You also mentioned just to keep the football theme going. You mentioned uh, all these points and the, the Cobra Kai no mercy philosophy that that uh, Bruce Arians has these guys uh, rolling with right now. You know they have six straight. We have seven straight wins. Six wins in a row with 30 points or more, Nick. So I think that's the magic number. They got to get to 30 points. Matter of fact, when they're 30 points this year, um, they're undefeated. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not worried. Um, if we're talking X and O's, if we're going into the specifics about it, I'm not worried about the Bucks putting points up yeah. on the Chiefs. I'm not worried about that. I'm actually, you know, I'm not even worried about the defense. But I am going to say that. And I've, Mark and I have had these conversations numerous times. We need to – the defense needs to, to do their thing, and they have to step up. Right. And um, one of the – a couple of key points that I want to uh, point out right now. Number one, I said – and I said this. I was actually one game too early. I don't know, Mark, if you saw it on Twitter. I, I, started, I started calling out Shaquille Barrett, and I said, yeah. I said, where have you been all year? I'm like right. – I said you need to have three sacks in in order for us to beat you know the Saints. I right. said because why? Because I felt we needed to have some pressure, you right. know, on the front. And Shaquille Barrett was the X factor in my opinion. And then he goes ahead and has three sacks in the last game. I'm like, all right, fine. At least it's not too late, right? But <laughs> I said, I said, one of the things that was a shocker to me was the way that the cornerbacks were playing. And and when if you saw the last game. That Michael Thomas was shut out what for three quarters? Well, he was shut out the whole game, actually. Right, I mean, but he didn't have yeah. a. I think he didn't. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think yeah. he didn't have a like a, a catch for three quarters. Yeah, that's what I think I read. That was that was the determining factor of the entire game. 
Everybody knows Michael Thomas has been the one who has run. Okay, we know, thankfully, the defense can stop the run, all right? Yeah. But if, you, if you're going to let your one receiver or your, your, uh, your, your tight end dominate, right. there's a possibility. But it was always about the, you know, how are those corners going to handle, you know, the, their star receiver? Yeah. And now that's what's going into this game. Yeah. All right. If you really think about it, we're talking about Tyreek Hill and we're right. talking about Travis Kelsey. Those yeah. are the two. Did you All watch right? the Bucks game? Did you watch the, the, the Bucks Chiefs game from week 12? Um, yeah, I, I believe I yeah, I watch every game. Uh okay. yeah, yeah. And and I we I think we lost that game, right? Yeah, 27-24. They, they got actually a 17 point lead in the first quarter. Tyreek Hill went off. We were we came we came back we came back I remember that yeah and that and was I, the last I, time the Bucks lost believe it or not right. think about that that's crazy that was the that's last right. game yeah. they lost was to the Chiefs yeah, yeah. And, and I just remember us coming back and I didn't like that feeling because that reminded me of the old Bucks you know it's just oh come back you know lose by two points whatever you know and uh, I I felt like when you talk about the no mercy like. All right. Well, you need to show dominance now because why? Because every everybody feels like that. What's the mo of the team? What have you been? What is normal? Oh, right. we're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, we know that they're going to come back the last minute, or they're you know. But change the story, and that's yeah. what I think is happening now. Going back into what I think is going to be the story in this game is going to be the defense. Mm -hmm. I really think that. They're going to have to choose one, one or the other, you know, press man uh, coverage, exactly. press man coverage. And then, and then blitz Mahomes and, and let's test that, that, that injured toe out. And cause he's not, he's still mobile. He, he still proved against Buffalo. He could scoot. But I, I think too, when you look at Eric Fisher, the left tackle being out. Yeah. And, that's and, a big and, one. And, and they don't have Mitchell Schwartz. So now that their, their top two tackles are, are out of this game. And you saw Jason Pierre-Paul erupt for two sacks against the backup left tackle. And you saw Shaq Barrett erupt for three sacks against the backup yeah. right tackle in, in Green Bay. That that should be the blueprint. To it really should. I, I hate to go back to it, but, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, how are you going to account for that? Right. How are you going to account for Shaq Barrett if he if he's dominant in the game? Yeah. You know? and, and, and against the healthier Kansas City line – both Barrett and JPP had a sack in that, that Kansas City game before. So, And there was no Vita Vea in the middle, and we saw what Vita Vea was able yes. to do, so, so how, how important he was in that Green Bay game. Yeah, How psyched were you when you heard the news that Vita Vea is coming back? Shocked. Absolutely floored. I'll tell you. I was I, I was like, where the hell did this come from? I had no idea. Did you guys – you guys got the inside information. Did it come out of nowhere? Uh, we, we asked yeah, all season, and everybody yeah. was like, yeah, no, it's, it's not happening this year. I mean, yeah. literally I had people say – it's all about, you know, next season. He's not coming back. Yeah. I don't know that they thought they would be in the Super Bowl either, but um, right. yeah, it was heck of a it, it's one of those things. We, we asked Bruce Aarons about it, and he said, you know, because we asked him on a Zoom call about um, a month before he came back, uh, you know, is there any chance Vita's come back? He's like, nope, no, not, not at all. I don't, I don't see it happening, even if we make it to the Super Bowl. And it's just one of those things that, that yes, you know, he, he is he's a, a, a medical miracle. He was out there working, and that's one thing Bruce said. He said, listen, man, you're looking good. You keep working, we'll keep winning, and we'll see if we can make this thing happen. And it really is a testament to Vita Vea coming back and wanting to come back and working hard to do so. It's a big man on a oh, fractured, man. you know. Wow. I, I, fat, blown away. 
Blown away. Absolutely. I mean, that's another thing too. I mean, I got to give credit to the medical staff, you know, um, uh, at, in the bucks. I don't know who they are, what they've done. Like they are, they are incredible. Um, and you know, just how they've been able to just, just kind of manage the, the protocols with COVID as well. And all the other things that are going on, you like being able to really, uh, you know, keep the players healthy and ready to go. Can you imagine from, you know, the season and to get to that Super Bowl? Yeah. With the things that are being thrown at them, you know, as as right. a as a team, you know, like right. you got to give it up for the medical staff, you know, all especially all the frontline workers out there, everybody in the world who who is busting their butts to to take care of us. Shout out to all you guys out there, not just the uh, the medical staffs and in, in the NFL, but everywhere in the world. So love you guys. Thank you for all your uh, your your hard work. You know, and and I think that the cool thing too is is we talked to Jason Light today on the Zoom call, and first time he's talked all year because usually general managers don't they'll let the coach and the players speak. But uh, I asked him about the turning point. I think there's really two turning points to the season. The the, the most obvious one is the bye week, right? Because they they had just lost three of the last four games in November. They were seven and five. They were really running out of gas. I mean, twelve weeks of football, straight football, without yeah. a bye week. Yeah, uh, was was taking its toll. You could kind of see it. Then they got rested, refreshed. The coaches were able to kind of self scout and retool things, and they just come out like gangbusters. They averaged thirty point eight points during the regular season, but since the bye week, they've averaged close to thirty five points. And the defense has really turned the corner, as you mentioned earlier, Nick. But the other turning point for this team, and, and Nick, you saw it, and you saw it in the stands at that Bengals game in twenty fourteen. What happened? The, the Bengals didn't beat the Bucks. The Bucks beat themselves. This is a team that has that, that could teach a master class and how to beat itself. Even last year, the first year of Bruce Arians, right? They led the league in turnovers. They led the league in penalties. This this was a team that they just couldn't get out of its own way. I mean, thirty three touchdown passes from Jameis Winston, thirty interceptions, seven pick sixes, right? Yeah. And and so I said, Jason, let's go back to that Bears game. And he said, you know, uh, out, of, out of all of the losses. Ah. He's talking that, about the Bears game. That's the that, one. He said that was the worst loss that he's actually encountered because, because they they literally didn't beat themselves. They lost twenty to nineteen, and and he he was talking about uh, a conversation that he had with with Bruce, you know, about that game, and 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 it was it was a game that he felt really was was the turning point uh, in the season, and uh, and he gave a really good answer. He said. That game was probably in my career here. We've had a lot of bad losses, but that one was the one that really stung the most. I think not only did we lose the game, we lost with penalties and things like that. We also lost Vita Vea. Hmm. I was talking about this the other day with Bruce Arians, actually, and I said, gosh, that, that loss still stings. And he said, that's the best thing that ever happened to us looking back in retrospect. I think that's right. We cleaned up the penalties. We were a lot more disciplined. And it just brought everybody together. And it showed that we were all human. Everybody needs to be accountable. Everybody on the roster, including the front office, everybody in the organization, it brought us closer together. Again, that was Jason. If, if, if I recall that game, um, one of the, the things that – a couple of things that actually stood, stood out to me was <laughs> as they were backing up, and they, I think they had almost 30 – what was like 30 yards of penalties. Yeah. Yeah. If you well, it, it ended up being over 100 yards of penalties. But well, yeah. that one. But he said about that one, one drive. drive. That yeah. one drive. Yes. It yeah. was almost 30 yards of penalties. Mm -hmm. 
And I like, I mean, you had Jetson had a had a call. He kept like, I'm right. like, and and I'm having I'm having flashbacks of like, you know, like here we go again, and and get ready to call Mark and 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 start crying, and and you know, like I'm just like I'm, and and I said to myself, I said, you know, when they when they got off the field after right. that those penalties, and Tom Brady started to lay into the sideline and started right. to act, like you saw it on his face. He went nuts. He went nuts. And you then. saw you saw him just like just I don't know what he was saying, but the the emotion and the passion on his face, I was like that's what we have needed for yeah. almost 15 years. Yeah. That is what has been needed right there. Because why? Because they were complacent. They were they were a team that was okay with where they were. They, you know what I mean? It was not like, okay, like the perfect example. You heard the court recently with Tom. All right. He said, uh, uh, who was it? It was to Devin White, right? Where he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm upset that I wasn't in, in the, um, uh, in the uh, Pro Bowl. He's like, I'm not here for the Pro Bowl. I'm here for the, the Super Bowl. You know, I, we heard it. That's what you want. That's what now, now, and I say this, you know, I got to, everyone loves Tom Brady, you know, from what he has done before, what he is doing now. But I think it's important to realize that this is something that needs to be captured and held on to for years to come. Right. I think this is very important because people, you know, we can be high on like what we're going through and living in the right. moment. But if we can't take that spirit and that and and let it just kind of like resonate, you know, through the organization for years to come, right. then we won't be a dynasty. We're just going to be a one-off with the you know one quarterback, and, and I, I think that's what Jason Light was talking about today because he said you know we're actually a very young team. You look at the secondary, you right? These skill position players, and this this you know two years of Brady and maybe more if if they continue to win and have fun and he stays healthy, um, the 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 experience the the leadership that that is that is being uh, absorbed like a sponge by guys like Devin White. And mm. Vita Bea and Scotty mm. Miller and Chris Godwin, right? That are that are going to be on this team for the next ten years, and Absolutely. and they'll carry that leadership and and that that uh, a perfectionist type of mentality that Brady has uh, on through to the next generation of Buccaneers right. long after number twelve is gone. That's important. That and and you know I'm sure that Bruce and him are aware of that. You know I mean like and and, and that. This team, you know, there, there's always going to be like, he, what does he say? He wants to play a couple more years after this. Bruce wants to come back, you know, but again, we always have to remember we are passing down, you know, to the next, you know, your legacy to the next generation, you know, right. and I think we do have a young team. Yeah, I think and, and it's going to be really incredible to see how that character becomes imprinted, you know on on the the younger uh, generation so it's gonna be cool to see you're exactly right and and just like how tom brady is going to be passing along some wisdom and experience to his teammates um you know nick we're going to be passing on some free celsius to our peter report readers and listeners yeah <laughs> so, so check this promotion out this is really cool this is a three-month supply giveaway that celsius is offering Starting tonight, Celsius and Peter Report have teamed up to announce a free product giveaway of a three-month supply of Celsius. That applies to the original Celsius, 
the Heat, the BCAA, the Sweet and Stevia brands, meaning 8 to 12-pack cases or 96 cans of your favorite in-stock flavors. So here's what you have to do. Two lucky Pewter Report podcast listeners and visitors are going to be chosen at random to win a three-month supply of Celsius. Here are the details. Number one, subscribe to the Pewter Report YouTube channel. You should have already done that. If you haven't, do it now on YouTube. Just click the subscribe button on Pewter Report TV, and that's that's step one. Step number two, follow Celsius Official on one of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's easy. Number three, screenshot the image proof of your subscription on Pewter Report's YouTube channel and the fact that you followed Celsius Official on one of those social media platforms. Take two quick screenshots. Then go submit your entry to www.celsius.com backslash pewter. Upload those two screen captures, enter your name and email, and boom, you're done. And you have registered to win a fantastic giveaway, three-month supply of Celsius in your favorite flavor. I don't think we're going to ship to Brazil. I'm just, I'm yeah. just going to go out on a limb there. Probably I, in the continental United States only is eligible. I have to say this, and I'm, I'm not even joking. Celsius is so, so good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, and I don't even. I, I need. I, where I need some, like right now, because it's so tasty. Get them all right here, Nick. I will. It's I will have tasty. you. I will have Amazon deliver you three cases by Saturday. Give us, I need some Celsius right now. Seriously. All right. So, so Nick, what's your favorite flavors of Celsius? Um, I actually like the kiwi. It's the combo. It's the kiwi. Uh, kiwi. not strawberry. It's a. Uh, it's like the combo. There's a kiwi. Yeah. Well, there's a kiwi, kiwi one by what? Kiwi guava. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kiwi guava. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, it, I love yeah, that, that one. That's yeah. a very Tampa flavor, Nick. You know the guava, right? I now, love the guava. I, yes. I don't know if you've tried this one, this this is actually called orange sickle, right? This is Celsius heat orange sickle. Ah, and, and orange they, they sickle. Not cream sickle, but orange sickle. I know exactly. <laughs> it's just like an orange sickle. So check that out too. Like if you want to taste the Buccaneers, you just you know. Yeah. We got orange, orange sickle. Exactly. And if you, prefer, if, you, if you prefer the red and pewter, they've got the Inferno uh, <laughs> punch right here. That's red and pewter flavored, right? Uh, love it. I'm yeah. really thirsty right now. Exactly. Well, Nick, we really appreciate having you on. Um, uh, I know that COVID has has kind of put a halt to the Backstreet Boys uh, uh, concert and, and touring plans. But what do you have going on that fans can look forward to in, in 2021? Well, uh, we are actually having a conversation in the next couple of days about the uh, upcoming touring schedule, uh, and um, we're pretty much determining whether or not we can do that. Obviously, we're, it's more important uh, for the safety of the people in the world. Uh, we were right in the middle of a world tour, the DNA world tour, which was about <clears> – <throat> 20,000 seats a night. We were actually getting ready. I had, I had Mark cook right on the, you know, the VIP package. He yeah. was going to be there with us uh, in Tampa. Uh, but you know, um, we're, we're really waiting to see, uh, what's going to, what's going to happen with that. Um, I know there's been some talks about pushing it back to the next year. Also there's, um, uh, we're work possibly going to start working on a Christmas album, uh, oh, for this year. So that's Thank some you. of the things that we're going to, yeah. Thank you. Saying, I don't have to. I don't have to listen to that other band's Christmas I knew album you're now. Good. I knew it. Oh, oh I, I love them. It's awful. No, you don't. Love, don't you even boy. lie to me. That's my boy. No, seriously. Actually, Lance Bass and I were talking about doing a podcast uh, show together. So we're wow. we're, we're, we're 
We're really and, oh, did I, and really I just let the cat out of the bag? Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, I just Oops. only here on breaking Report. news. I'm breaking say, news. We're talking. We're talking. And, and you know um, what? Those guys like you too. I, I was at Mike Allstott's event. Uh, Scott, when was that? It wasn't last year. It was, it was the year before. Uh, it was three three years ago. Actually, Joey Fatone was there. Chris Kirkpatrick was, was there. Was yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. Kirkpatrick. That's right. Yeah. Chris and Kirkpatrick. I was like, I got to get the scoop, man, because Nick says he loves you. But is that true? You yeah. guys get along? He goes, I really do like Nick a lot. He's a really ah! good dude. Yeah. I was yeah. like, damn. Chris is my boy, yeah. dude. I love Chris. I love, I love Joey. I, I, all the guys. Like, I, all those bands. We talk. We're, we're friends. Um, and we all get along. And, I mean, listen, we share a lot of things in common. I mean, we all went to the same thing, you know, uh, right. uh, late 90s, early 2000s. We all did the same thing together. So uh, it's only a couple people on the planet that – that could understand and, and sort of like relate. And I, that's why I love those guys. Um, you know, and also <clears throat> on the other things that I'm doing th that we are doing this year, I, I don't know if you guys saw, I was just on the mass singer. Um, yes, I know Mark, called, Mark called me. He's like, he's like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I couldn't say anything. I had, yeah, to, I know. I had to have you sign an NDA. You wouldn't have like, right. like and I was actually, I was like, you know, well, I'd rather people just kind of like, you know, call me up and be like, Hey, I didn't know. And it was funny because um, I didn't even tell Jason Light, and he actually just texted me uh, right now. But I didn't tell Jason, and he's like, at the end when I got revealed, he's like, I knew it was you, I knew it was you, <laughs> I knew it. And so, look, I was on, I was on that show. Um, I released like a little uh, song uh, that was that's on Spotify right now. It's called '80s Movie." Uh, you can check that out. Um, talk. So we're just kind of like figuring some things out. The most important thing right now in my life is that I got two months before I got another baby coming. So congratulations, that's, man. That's, that's the most important thing. And those are the blessings up above. Thank God uh, for, and uh, right now, look, I'm just, I'm full dad mode right now, watching football, having some wine every now and then playing some <laughs> golf, uh, eating some food, gaining some weight. And I'm, I'm at home taking care of my kids. Hey, what, you know, that, that's my life right now. But that's you know cool. what? When things get back to normal, and when every everybody's uh, when um, you know, when it comes back to uh, that point where people are, uh, everyone's safe, and we can get back to touring again, we're gonna launch the Backstreet Boys DNA World Tour. We're gonna go back on the road. We're gonna be there to entertain people, and that's what our job is. To, you know, so we can't wait for that. That's awesome. All right, Nick, before we let you go, thanks for your time tonight. Shoot us a score for Super Bowl 55. I'm, I'm assuming Bucks are going to win. Oh, geez. Uh, so Bucks will win. Um, they got to hit I 30. Do, I, we talked about that. They got to hit at least 30 to win. Yeah, I just I just think that this defense, the Buck de defense, is going to have a couple turnovers. Um, and I think that's going to be a factor right there. Um, one of them could be you know, a, uh, a touchdown. I mean, well, I, I, think, I, I, what's the line right now? The lines were like three and a half or something. I think so. Yeah. If you remember back in 2002, Dwight like had two pick sixes and Derek Brooks had one. So. Yeah, I, I did. I did want to say, I did want to say one thing real quick before, before we go, I'm going to say this real quick. Bucks are going to win. It's going to be very close. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to come down to, uh, like some sort of turnover, where the Bucks are going to probably score. It's just going to be one of those things. It's going to be like, right. oh, we won. It's going to be a defensive play that wins the game. Call that right here, All Buccaneers. Right. But I got to say this right now. What a hell of a draft pick that Devin White was. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, are you kidding me right now? I am getting, I'm getting Derek Brooks kind of, you know, comparisons, but I'm also getting a little bit of Ray Lewis in there. And I'm going to tell you right now, this man is special and Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to have him and Levante David. So those two linebackers, I mean, listen, we're, we're good. Oh, and one more person before we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge, huge fan of, um, uh, oh my God, like blank, blank it right now. Uh, free safety. Uh, Antoine, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Jr. Yeah. 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 Antoine yeah. Winfield Jr. What a freaking ball hawk, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to love him. Like and the energy. The out in New Orleans. You know, yeah, play. yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr. So I'm I'm happy about the D. I'm all about the D in Tampa. I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and it's all funny. About the D you, Tampa. Mentioned, you mentioned Devin White. I remember I texted you our our mock draft in January. Peter Report was actually the first one to have Devin White mocked to the Bucks, and and you texted back and you're like, love it. You know, you, love you, him, love him. The Devin White bandwagon early. Yep, yep, totally was. So I I think that uh, congratulations, Jason White. You drafted a hell of a team. Let's go win that damn Super Bowl. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Nick Carter, thanks for joining Appreciate us it, tonight. Man. For Nick Carter and Mark Cook, I am Scott Reynolds saying we'll see you next. Uh, uh, actually, tomorrow, uh, John Ledyard's going to be on. Uh, but we'll have another Peter Report uh, podcast tomorrow. So for Nick and Mark, I am Scott. And we'll see you next time on the Pewter Report podcast. Love Absolutely. you guys. Late.